Hi, I'm Emily. And I'm Joel. And you're listening to Drink Drunk Dead. I almost forgot my that part. Wasn't so bad. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say dead. Drink Drunk Dead. Not Boom. what, nine episodes in? You'd think I'd know by now. <laughs> so, how you doing? Everybody introduce our guest co host, Emily. Yeah. <laughs> I'm new to this game. Hi, how you doing? Hello. My name's Emery. Emery. <laughs> so, how you doing? I know it's been kind of a crazy week. Sure has. It's been good. Pretty boring. School. Yeah, with the kids being out of school. Yeah. Trying to homeschool them while also going to... Homeschooling ourselves. Our classes, yep. It's been fun. It's been a challenge. It's exhausting. Oh my god. I feel like I'm losing my mind from these kids. Yeah. Just just now? Just them. And Facebook. Don't look at Facebook. People are crazy on Facebook. That's what a lot of the advice is from people is to stay off social media and to stop watching so much news. Yeah, because these conspiracy theorists are hardcore. Nobody has anything better to do than just stay on social media all day. That's why I've been trying to stay off. I go on Instagram when I poop on cat videos. I look up memes. See, I enjoy the coronavirus memes. What you doing, cat? It looked what's like he, Emmett was yelling at What's he trying to him. get at? I don't know. Anyway, I enjoy the coronavirus memes. They give me a good laugh. They're they kind of help good. lift my spirits when things are feeling a little bleak. They're very on point. On point? On point. Wow, look at you. And my Your hip. slang is on point. <laughs> Do I finally fit not in? slang. Yeah. Am I cool enough for you yet? We're getting there. So what are we drinking tonight? Do you remember what it's called? Careful. I'm not going to spill it. You are almost not, about to Not spill like it. last it's, time. I don't know what it's called. It's called Coconut Rum Punch. Mm. You know what's in this Coconut Rum we should, Punch. We should add a sound effect right after that. <laughs> like a punch. Mm. No, the punch. Like that. Oh. That sounds way cleaner than my, <laughs> my sound effect. And then after the punch, you put, mm. oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you remember what's in it? Grenadine, spritty, pineapple juice, orange juice, and of course, coconut rum. So, I walked you through making this like two minutes ago. Do you remember how we made it? I do. A quarter cup of Sprite, quarter cup of, ap- of apple juice would not be pineapple right. Pineapple juice. <laughs> And a quarter cup of orange juice. Mm-hmm. And then a shot of the rum. Coconut rum. And then 39 tablespoons of grenadine. Precisely. You nailed it. Yes, sir. The 30, it's that 39th tablespoon. It really it does it. That, yes. If you do 38, it's just not there. Right. 40, way too much. Yeah, it's overkill. Don't go 40. I mean, yeah, who goes 40? Come on. You need to reevaluate really? your life if you... If you need 40 tablespoons yeah. of grenadine. Okay, so yeah. Sorry, we had to take a little break because our heater decided to turn on and make a buttload of noise. So, here we are, back again. 
And I sung a nice song about my titties that you guys probably won't be able to hear. Because she'll edit it out. You're really not missing much. You really are. You're I proud rhyme. of that song. I rhymed. Go ahead and sing it again. I'll leave I don't it in. I want to sing it again. It's a one-time one time kind of thing. Hmm. So I found, a, I found a fun fact while we were waiting. Because I've kind of been enjoying including a fun little fact every time. This one's about kitties. It has nothing to do with hauntings or paranormal or anything. This is a cat's cerebral cortex contains about twice as many neurons as that of dogs. Cats have 300 million neurons, whereas dogs have about 160 million. That means cats are smarter. See, I told you. Duh. Just because you have more neurons doesn't mean you're smarter. Wait, wait, what about that? It might mean you have higher capabilities. Here's another one. Sir Isaac Newton is credited with creating the concept for the pet door that many cats use today to travel outdoors. <laughs> the guy who discovered gravity, uh-huh. or described gravity, really. He's the guy who creates the Our cat cats door. Are forever in debt. <laughs> I Although we don't have a funny. cat door. So our cats don't reap the benefits. Yeah, uh, we don't really need a cat door, though. Right. We have an apartment. There's only Maybe so many to places the for them to go. Eh, yeah. It'd be handy. So. Yes, so. What are we doing today? Did we finish talking about our drink? Yes, we finished. We did talk about our drink. Did we talk about our week? Yes, we talked about our week. Did we talk about how crazy the kids are? Yes. Our kids totally don't get sarcasm. They do not. They do not at all. It's a pain in the ass because we are both very... Sarcastic, <laughs> so sarcastic. passive aggressive little assholes. And they break down into tears because yeah. they do not get sarcasm. Like when they make sarcastic comments or they tease. Oh yeah, kids are dicks for sure. Yeah. All kids are dicks but then to they some can't extent. Take it. No. They can dish it out, but they can't take it. It's kind of annoying. Yeah. It's like dealing with teenagers. They're so emotional. But we're going to move beyond kids. Let's move into something a little more. Something even scarier. Something. I don't know if it's scarier. It's definitely fascinating, though. We decided to go this week with Sasquatch. North American Sasquatch. The different varieties, to be specific. We didn't hit on Yeti or any of the ones overseas this week. Would that be considered a Sasquatch, though? Yeah, Because I think it's in its own thing. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll do another episode with them. Somewhere down the line. We have like a hundred episode ideas, so we'll be going for a while. Oh yeah, yeah I'm first. <laughs> I totally forgot. You're <laughs> just sitting there looking at me. <laughs> Duh. So I did my fun fact. Oh, it's my turn. Okay. Okay. Here we go. We're gonna get into it. You ready? Let's do it. You sure? Wait, are you ready? Do you do you have are you buckled in? I don't any buckles this well then you're screwed chair. you're gonna go flying man Fucking this is a hell of a ride Fucking a so here's another fun fact for you oh my goodness you're just full of them today i love them they're so much fun that's why i call them fun facts uh-huh. i'm creative i know washington california and florida respectively are the top three states where sasquatch sightings are most frequently reported wow california i would not have predicted nor Florida. I would have thought like Washington, Oregon, and then I hear a lot about the Northeast sightings. But no, apparently like Washington, California, Florida. Yeah, like Maine, Vermont. 
guess there are a lot of sightings up there. Hmm. A lot of wood, so it makes sense. Right. Coniferous forest. So for my Sasquatch this week. Oh, you have your own Sasquatch, huh? My Sasquatch. Wow. I chose. She's flipping her hair back. I am flipping my hair that looks like dirty dreads tonight. <laughs> that's high. It's going to be pretty tomorrow. It just ratchet looks dirty. Girl. <laughs> oh, that's the word I could never think of. Ratchet. My eyebrows are ratchet right now. <laughs> they aren't, but it's okay. Maybe if you I... let them grow long enough. Grr? If I let them grow long enough? Yeah. It's a term that is similar to ratchet. If you let them grow long <laughs> enough, maybe you can braid or turn those into dreads. My dad might be able to. His are getting pretty long. Is dread a verb? To well, dread? yeah. I mean, you can dread something, but not. I guess you can dread your locks. I don't know. In which way do you dread it? Uh, low and hairy, hard to carry a little to the left. I don't know. Which way You're do you dread pervert. it? I'm always a pervert. Stop it. This is not appropriate. There were these books called the Myth Series. I don't know if the author still writes them, and I can't remember what the name of the author was. But it was about this magician. This guy who found out that he had magic and could cast spells and control the universe and stuff. And he meets up with this weird alien character from the planet Perv. And the characters are called, like, the people from the planet are called perverts. <laughs> and every time I think of Perv, I always go back to that book. Pervert. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> My sense of humor right there. It's so stupid. <laughs> I feel like our life together is just me constantly rolling my eyes at you. That's okay. I find myself hysterical. Uh, I guess that's all that matters, right? <laughs> Seriously, like these cats tonight. What can they mess with? They've been sleeping for the past two it's hours. Like they kids. want attention. The second that you do, like, you know, the second that you go to the bathroom? For sure. You want to take a shit and the kids are like, now is the time I want your attention. I will ignore you all day long, but you need a moment to have a shit. And now. I will like, not ha -ha. live. I will not survive if you don't pay attention to me. Right. Children. Children. Yes. But I did not pick a child. I chose the skunk ape. It is much, much larger than a child. Let me tell you about the skunk ape. Are you interested? How large is a, is a child skunk ape? I don't know. Nobody's ever seen one that I could find. Hmm. Maybe they aren't born as children maybe they just pop into existence you think they just materialize i don't think so i know they can just disappear according to legend they just vanish into thin air but they have to you know they have to live and they have to learn their powers before they can do that i'm sure maybe that would be a scary thing to have happen if you were just you were standing somewhere and suddenly you are just gone and you appear somewhere else and you're like what the fuck just happened like if you didn't know you did yeah it. if you didn't know you could do it yeah that would be a weird power to find out about. So anyway, I chose the skunk ape. And it goes by a whole bunch of other names. There were loads of names, but I picked some of the, the fun ones. Swamp Squatch. That one cracks me that up. That sounds dirty. <laughs> it does. Swamp Cabbage Man. Stink Ape. Florida Bigfoot. Louisiana Mayaka Ape. Mayaka Skunk Ape. Named for the Mayaka River in Sarasota, Florida. 
So I don't know why it's called the Louisiana Mayaka Ape if the Mayaka River's in Sarasota, Florida. That one doesn't make any sense to me. But whatever, I didn't name it. Is it only in Florida? I don't know. Or maybe it also I'm not a map maker. Louisiana. I am not a cartographer. I can't tell you these things. I'm proud of myself for remembering what a map maker map maker map maker called. Are you proud of yourself for being able to pronounce it too. <laughs> this is every week. I can't. I don't. Uh-huh. I don't speak well. Can't even. Uh huh. Someday when I have students, they're gonna think I'm a freaking moron. Right. It's described as a bipedal hominid creature, and it's from it's from the southeast U.S. So it's mostly found. In Texas, Louisiana, North Carolina, Georgia, Arkansas, Alabama, Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah, that's exactly how I read it when I was writing this. But it's most commonly found in Florida, especially around Dade County, so Miami Dade. Okay. I'm not familiar with Florida. Me either. Miami. We're going to Miami. You're too young. You don't remember that. (laughs) So, it's found in Florida most commonly, particularly Dade County, and it really likes to hang out in swamps, which could be part of where it gets its funny smell from, which is why it has the name. You sure they aren't just catching the cast of Duck Dynasty? We're hooked on Duck Dynasty for like three episodes now. Where did this come from? I have never even really watched the show. I love Duck Dynasty. For Christmas one one year, I got like seven seasons on DVD as my gift. And a whole bunch of cups. I'm pretty sure I even had a hat. Happy, happy, happy. <laughs> you say that all the time. I had no idea that's what it's from. <laughs> and the old guy is like my spirit animal because he just carries around a, a cup of uh, sweet tea. Oh, that is your spirit animal. You do love your sweet tea. We got Emmett hanging out right here right now. Right here right now? Right here right now. Uh, where was I? Oh, so it's it's a really, really big creature. There are reports of it being... Commonly, it's over seven feet tall and really muscular, although some reports have it as much larger than that. And I'll get into that a little bit later. It's covered head to toe in fur, and uh, some people have discussed described it with fur that kind of is like that reddish orange color like an orangutan so people have confused it with an orangutan orangutan there's no g at the end it's an orangutan that's the proper name for it it's not tang like the drink apparently you didn't read your animal books as a baby (laughs) people just can't pronounce the name but it's uh most commonly uh described as being covered in like a black or brown fur and one of the really interesting things about it is that it's uh, often described as having these glowing red eyes so it's reflecting light which is really weird because it's a primate and non-nocturnal well primates don't have that they don't have infrared vision it's not that there's like a special coating or something on eyes that makes it reflect light like cats dogs will have that reflection but infrared but primates don't have that so we don't have that apes don't have that apparently skunk ape does this kitty i swear get your face out there that's my (laughs) water dude its most noticeable feature is its distinctive smell that lingers a long time after it's left the area and it had 
From the sound of it, the way people were describing it, it's nasty. Some describe it like a mix of wet dog and skunk. Others say it's similar to methane gas or rotten eggs. Um, like the, the, yeah, it, people said it smelled just foul. The legend of this guy goes way back. Maybe it's the OG U.S. Sasquatch? I don't know. Original gangster or Ocean yeah. Ground? Original gangster, duh. Mm-hmm. Hundreds of years ago. Years ago? Years ago. Wow, that's a word. Years ago? I, I give up. So, supposedly, early European settlers were told by the Muskegee and the Seminole tribes uh, of a tall, hairy man in the Everglade Forest. And there, So, this goes way back, like, hundreds of years. And they described it as a protector of the woods that would lay the smack down on anyone that was trying to damage the forest. So, it's like, uh, what's the bear? Only you can prevent it, forest. Smokey. Smokey. Wildfires, not forest fires. Forest fires, yeah. Or was it? I thought yeah, it was wildfires. Forest. No. Only you can prevent forest fires. Yeah. Well, yeah. The natives said that their report of this skunk ape is that he's fairly peaceful, but that makes sense because they probably lived in close harmony with the forest. And Europeans come in and they're like, why do I need to trust the natives? Do you think white people ever listen to the natives? No, no, no. Natives are going, hey, we've been around here for a while. We might know a thing or two. And white people are like, yeah, right. We're just so sophisticated. Uh-huh. We've been around a lot. Move on over. We made this big ship and we came over here with these fire sticks. See? So the story goes that back in the early 1800s, a hunting party pissed off a skunk ape. And it re- it ended really poorly for them. Several of them died and the skunk ape, skunk ape was also reported to have been killed. Uh, the survivors said that this thing was like, it was huge. It was absolutely massive, like something like 13 feet tall and over a thousand pounds. So it's, it's almost double what the common report for it is now. Is that Papa Skunk? Maybe. Maybe that was Head Skunk. Head Skunk. But the people are kind of going, okay, so there's this hunting party that goes out and they managed to kill this thing. But in the 200 years since, nobody else has managed to kill one. Maybe they've just gotten smarter. Maybe. Or maybe because it was 13 feet tall and 1,000 pounds, it was slow compared to the other ones. That's true. So they uh, they didn't take the body with them. Their claim was that they just wanted to get out of there before any others came and found them and started to fight and kill them all off, right? Hey, well, they also, didn't want to deal with anyone. carry a thousand pound That's fucking thing? That's what I was thing. thinking, right? How are you going to drag this thing back? I don't know how big the hunting party was, but that sounds pretty large. So there's no proof of what happened to these guys aside from the missing men from the hunting party. So they, they know that people died or went missing, but they don't have any proof of a skunk ape being the cause. But if we want to look at more contemporary history, one of the earliest sightings that was reported was from some hunters in 1957 that said it came into a, in their camp in the Everglades. And I guess it just kind of trashed it, kind of like a bear does. Mm-hmm. Which is probably one of the reasons why a lot of people think it is just a bear. I don't know how common bears are it's in the south. similarly. Are bears common in the south? I don't know. I'm not southern. 
I don't know. I know different species of of bears are more common in other places, like black bears and brown bears are. Yeah, I know. Like more uh, common in different places. Haley says that her grandparents' place out in like North Carolina gets a whole bunch of black bears. But North Carolina is pretty far from Florida, so I don't know about the Everglades having a bear population. That, I don't know. I would imagine there's a couple. Maybe. So, after that, the 1957 sighting by those two hunters, or the, the hunters, the sightings became pretty commonplace from between the 60s and the 80s. And this is when it started to pick up its nickname of it being a skunk ape. It hadn't been called that before. It had an, a Native American name, and I can't remember it, and I didn't write it down. But it meant, like, big hairy man. And then in the early 1970s, a creature named the Fox Beast. And the, it's from the Boggy Creek area of Fox, Arkansas. But Fox is spelled F-O-U-K-E. And you can bet I did not read that right the first time I read it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, what is the name of this town? So anyway, it kind of left onto the scene. Uh Although sightings of it date back to, like, the 1930s. In, uh, the, on May 2nd of 1971, Bobby and Elizabeth Ford reported an attack by this thing. Elizabeth's sleeping on a couch, and I think it was on her porch, based on the story. That sounds like maybe she had a porch, a couch on her porch outside that was screened in. So she's sleeping on a couch when she's awakened, and she initially thought that it was a bear that's reaching through a screen. So she freaks out, and her husband and his brother, Don, chase it away by firing a whole bunch of shots at it. And they think that they hit it, but they never found any traces of blood. So they do a big search around the house, and they found three-toed footprints close to the house and scratch marks on the porch. And they also found uh, damage to the house's siding and the window that it reached through, but the creature was never found. So this thing has three toes, which is really weird. Aside from a sloth, I can't think of anything else that's three-toed. Maybe it was a sloth. Well, it got away pretty quickly for a sloth. Have you ever seen sloths when they're in danger? No. They're They're still pretty slow. (laughs) Thank you for that. (laughs) You have swayed me. You're welcome. I think it's truly actually just a giant sloth that never went fully I mean, extinct. I mean, if it yeah, if it was a big sloth, I mean, even though they move slow, I'm sure their their stride is pretty large. So one step and they're gone. That's an interesting theory because I think the giant sloth was more common in the south, like down in South America. Have you ever seen a sloth just like you know walking across the road? Nope. There's some scary looking fucking things. Are they? Yeah. Like if if they were fast, they would probably be something to be scared of. I think they look like stoners, man. They always look like they're super high to me. They're really big eyes. <laughs> they just kind of turn and they give you that look like, yeah, right. man. <laughs> That's what it looks like. <laughs> just hanging out, bro. Yeah. So a few weeks after this incident, on May 23rd, the thing was seen again by three people. D.C. Woods Jr., Wilma Woods, I'm guessing that's his wife, and Mrs. R.H. Sedgast. <laughs> you like the names? Sedgast. Did I tell you about my teacher, Mrs. Osmond, in seventh grade, but it wasn't spelled Osmond, it was spelled Ass Man? Yeah. 
I am I mean, 20 years later, it's still hysterical <laughs> ass, man. Didn't she yell at you guys? It was day one of class, and she goes, it's Osman. If you say it how it's spelled, you'll get detention and never return to my class. <laughs> I like That's a grumpy though. woman, ain't there? I think with a name like Asman, yeah, I mean. All that. right, but then don't become an elementary teacher. Um, it wasn't elementary. It was middle school. You Get said, your facts right. I said, said seventh grade. I'm pretty sure you said third grade. Wow. Let me get your hearing checked. Anyway, seventh grade. I'm just not listening to you. Okay, so these three people on May 23rd of 1971, <laughs> there's a big surprise you're not listening to me. Moving say? on. Fuck you, man. They claimed to see an ape-like creature crossing the Highway 71. That was their sighting. Over the following months, there were a whole bunch more sightings by locals and tourists, and a whole bunch more, a whole bunch, that's great, I do, I just, I'm not good at this. A whole bunch is proper. There were were several more three-toed prints that were found. At some point, I will sound like an eloquent, well-spoken young woman. No, you won't. With a strong educational background. I'm trying to feel, <laughs> fool our listeners. Hey, be nice. It became this huge sensation. It made the news. Um, it was such a sensation that a radio station in Little Rock offered a bounty of $1,090. Why ten ninety? I don't know. And I didn't check out how much that is was for that, today. Was that like the... What was their radio station? I think it was K-A-A-Y. K. Like, what was the broadband? Or the broadcasting? Was it like 109.0 or something like that? Oh, that's a good question. I didn't check that. I saw that... Thanks for interrupting my story with that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I saw the name of the radio station, which is K... Okay. 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 <laughs> but no, it might have been that. I'm that sure makes people sense. Won, when people saw that that reward, they're like, "Okay." <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so it was 10.90. They they offered a bounty, and uh, there were people that went out and tried to track it using dogs, but they didn't have any luck, which is kind of surprising considering this thing is supposed to be that smelly. And dogs have, if you're using a tracking dog, it's supposed to be go- good at picking up a scent unless the scent just really smells like surrounding well you have to have a scent first they have to know what they're looking for maybe they made them sniff the three-toed footprints or something maybe oh got you with that one huh (laughs) well you didn't put that in there no i didn't i did i need to yes oh with all the other that comment okay then in 1973 a documentary style horror flick called The Legend of Boggy Creek was released. And this was kind of a... It was apparently a smash hit in Louisiana and Arkansas. It's a low-budget film that mixes reenactments of accounts with staged interviews with locals. So it's not real interviews. It's fake. It's kind of... Scripted. Yeah, kind of Blair Witchy. Early Blair Witch. Mm, my favorite. I did not watch the film. I don't have any great desire to watch the film. Based on the uh, just the history that I'm picking up, I'm going to say that that is probably not the most riveting film I will ever see. You don't know until you try it. 
Ooh, I found a three-toed footprint. The end. That sounds pretty enticing to me. You like those three toes, don't you? Mm. Weirdo. (laughs) Then in the late 1970s, it was blamed for missing livestock and attacks on dogs. But after that time, the sightings of the fox beast waned. So it just kind of like disappeared in the background. There's still sightings of it. People still say it's around, but it's not as commonly seen. Jay Chillin. What? Jay Chillin. What is Jay Chillin? Just chillin. Can't say the word just. Too many syllables. (laughs) Four fucking letters, man. Just Jay Chillin. Jay Chillin. You kids think you're so fucking cool. In 1973, there was a family that said they saw a skunk ape chase their kid off of a tricycle. I couldn't find the exact location of where that was. Though. Why so I don't would he know get that was off of the tricycle? What, the kid? Yes. If you see this big thing coming at you, you're just going to book it. Have you ever seen a well, kid on a tricycle? Well, you're on a freaking tricycle, dude. You can probably ride your tricycle faster than you can run. Have you ever Especially seen kids on a kid? tricycle? Yes. They're there used terrible. to be a kid on a tricycle. I've seen and my I kids on. They're bad. Dick. They can barely run, though. So... <laughs> Dean, the way he runs and he throws his arm back, yeah. his arms back, and then his head. It's, just, it's aerodynamic. <laughs> it is maybe one of the most ridiculous runs I've ever seen. It's Seriously, so funny. dude. <laughs> it looks like a weird su- superhero run. Like he thinks he's going to get some kind of lift off doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So, yes, the kid got off his bike and he booked the fuck out of there. Thank you. I don't know. I wasn't around Survival in 1973. Survival of the fittest, I guess. The autumn of the following year, so it would have been autumn of 1974, there were a whole... There you go again, a whole bunch. There were dozens of reports that were filed in Dade County, Florida, where a large, smelly, ape-like creature was running around on two legs, and it was spotted in a, in the suburban neighborhoods of the area. So it was just running through all the suburbanite homes like yo what's up you guys grilling smells good is that barbecue the bun. you know what barbecue's from right i think that's what i was thinking hell yeah that food smells good barbecue is good man that'll call in anybody from miles around you think you got suburbia it's like in the backyard unless you got the permission barbecue slip. They all got those big backyards that are all connected to each other. And if they're all standing out there grilling at the same time, like, hey, George, hey, Bob, what you doing? I'm cooking burgers. What you cooking? I'm cooking pig. Why don't you appreciate me? <laughs> like, he's just looking at me like I'm stupid. You give a false sense of reality of how communities work. And... Suburban backyards? No, I've lived in them. So I know exactly how, how they work. Grow up in Dublin, Girl, you Ohio. you in a suburban. Dublin, Ohio. You in a suburban, bitch. I, they were all this so also suburban backyards. Yeah. 1980. Excuse me. It was like 1996, so fuck off. Anyway. Anyway. Moving on. I'm right, you're wrong. That's the end. On July 16th, <laughs> 1997, a tour bus full of passengers had stopped at a wooden bridge in Big Cypress, Florida. 
when they saw this large creature that was standing on two legs about 70 yards away, so about about a football field. And the witnesses said it was about seven feet tall and completely covered in brown hair. So all of them saw this, and it's between 30 and 40 passengers. I could not find accounts that agreed on how many passengers. But they all saw this. So what they saw was a creature standing off some distance, and it's rocking back and forth, and it's shaking bushes, and it seemed like it was really unhappy with their presence. And they said that they watched it for about 15 minutes before driving away. So they just sat there and watched it. The bus driver said that he tried to get a woman that had a, a telescope, telescopic lens on her camera to take a picture, but she refused to do it. She was too freaked out and didn't want to see what it was. So some people are like, oh, hey, that's a bear. She and ruined it for everybody. Yeah, I know, right? Everybody else is going, come on, man. Damn it, proof. proof, man. Come on, Karen. It seems like a Kathy move to Does me. Does it? Kathy? Yeah. Not a Debbie move? Karen would call the bus company's management and yell at them for stopping on a bridge. But a Kathy would definitely just refuse to take a picture. <laughs> That's so sad. It's like those commercials with Dave. Don't be a Dave. What? You don't know those commercials? It's for like monster.com or something. Don't be a Dave. Dave's the bad boss and he's giving terrible directions of who to hire. You have no idea what I'm talking about. No. They're funny commercials because I know Dave's. Is this back when (laughs) dial-up No, it's now. Shut up. You don't listen to the radio, so you don't know. Neither do you. Not anymore. Now all I listen to are podcasts because podcasts are awesome. 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 You auto-tune my voice. I don't know how to auto-tune. I don't honestly even really know what auto-tuning is. You control pitch and stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah. My waveform kind of looks like a penis. (laughs) She even has a little cone. Oh, God. We need to add a picture to our Instagram. We need to do a fucking bloopers for this show. That's for damn (laughs) sure. There's some shit that I cut out that people don't... They think that we're warped as it is, and they don't know what we cut out. Right. So, this full tour bus sees all sees this thing, right? And then, not quite two weeks later, Jan Brock, who's a realtor in the area, and I don't know if she was on the job or if it was just everybody felt the need to mention that she's a realtor. Maybe that's a big thing in Florida. Like, hey, she's a realtor. She's pretty important. Everybody in the mama is a realtor. She saw a skunk ape walk in front of a car while she's driving down a road in the same area, Big Cypress. She said it was really shaggy and it looked like it was six and a half to seven and a half feet tall. And then 15 minutes later, Vince Dorr, the Achope fire chief, so the fire chief from the area, mm-hmm. photographed the same one as it walked into the forest near his house. And he said he didn't believe it was a bear because bears don't stay on their, stay up on two legs for that long. And it walked that bipedal that whole way. Get out from under. Jesus, cat. Stop it. Get out of here. Which one? Both of them. They're fighting underneath my chair right now. And there they go. One of the most famous encounters of the skunk ape occurred a few years later in the fall of 2000. So this is... You know, it's... <laughs> you can hear them running away. <laughs> you know, hundreds of years and of reports, but really like 40 to 50 solid years of reports now. This is in Sarasota, Sarasota County, Florida. You're going to shred our... You little shits. And there they go. Thumping up the stairs. (laughs) (laughs) Sarasota County, Florida. 
the police in the county had received an anonymous letter that had two pictures attached to it. And according to the Tampa Tribune, the letter read, Enclosed, please find some pictures I took. My husband thinks thinks it's an orangutan. Is someone missing an orangutan? It is, it is in a crouching position in the middle of standing up from where it was sitting. It froze as soon as, I, as the flash went off. I heard the orangutan walk off into the bushes. I judge it as about six and a half to seven feet tall. As soon as I realized how close it was, I got back to the house. It had an awful smell that lasted well after I had left my yard. The orangutan was making deep whoomp noises. For two nights prior, it had been taking apples that my daughter brought down from up north for our back porch. Off of our back porch. I didn't read that well. Took apples off the back porch. That was dick. It only came back one more night after that and took some apples that my husband left out in order to get a better look at it. We got a dog back there now, and as, as far as I can tell, it hasn't been back. I don't want any fuss or people with guns traipsing about behind our house. At the very least, this animal animal belongs in a place like Bush Gardens. Why haven't people been told that an animal this size is loose? Please look after this situation. I don't want my backyard to turn into someone else's circus. And then the photos, those photos became known as the Mayaka Skunk Ape photos because they appeared to be taken near the Mayaka River, which I'm guessing they could tell that based on the, um, the foliage that was around. If she wants to get it taken care of, why would she... Yeah, I spilled my alcohol again. Shut up. And you licked it from the bottom. Isn't Why that would where she you submit it start? from the bottom? Uh, yeah, up to depends the top. on the mood. So you had a question? What you doing later? <laughs> I don't think that was your question. <laughs> it doesn't matter what that question was. Why would she submit it anonymously if she wants it to, to be taken care of? Well, it seems like she wants to let people know that something's on the loose, right? Although you would think you'd want to let them know where you'd seen it. Right. At least something. Uh-huh. The pictures, they, they've really generated a lot of interest. There are, there's a ton of discussion about these pictures. And there are multiple quote-unquote experts that say it's someone in a baggy costume, ba- like with big baggy legs. Although, I don't know why they would say a baggy-legged costume. Because I looked at the picture and you can't really see the legs. I don't know where they came up with that. Others think that it's legit that they saw something. And there are similarities between the picture and an orangutan, but really not that many. And that thing's huge. We have orangutans at our our zoo. I'm sure they seven feet tall. Seven feet though? Standing on their hind legs? I don't know. Maybe with their arms up above them, but they're fairly short creatures. We really only ever see them crouching down. Yeah, they kind of look them, sad. They're probably the six foot, at least. Maybe. I don't know, but I saw this picture. I personally am a believer that maybe not Bigfoot as Bigfoot's often described, but that there is some creature out there that we don't, we just haven't discovered yet. That mm-hmm. not necessarily a large hairy ape, but that. Something along those lines. There's a bipedal creature out there. There have been so many sightings for so long. I believe that there's something out there. But I saw this picture and to me, I didn't believe this picture. It did not look real. It looked like something staged. Yeah. There's a lot of them. It wasn't a bad picture. 
It was a well done. Trying to make them feel better about themselves. No, I, I'm saying you've seen bad pictures where you just straight up go instantly. That's just so fucking fake. Right. And this wasn't one of those, but it wasn't convincing either. If that makes it a little more clear. But yeah. So that's the Mayaka skunk ape. It's officially... So officially the U.S. National Park Service considers the skunk ape to be a hoax. Of course. But then again... The U.S. government also doesn't admit that it's studying UFOs, and they clearly are. Every government is studying UFOs, yeah. so they're going to say the skunk ape is a hoax when they're actually out there legitimately waiting for some evidence to come across where they can say, oh, look what we found. Right. Like, we're the first ones to find it. We knew it all along. Yeah. We're just keeping you safe. Or citizens. they're just going to, they don't want people to panic, so they're going to keep trying to hide it forever, whatever. Coronavirus, whatever. That's how she blows. Mm, government. Fuck you, man. Chill, we're about to get restricted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but even though the National Park Service says that it's a hoax, there is an official skunk ape headquarters, and it's located in Ochopee, Florida. It's run by Dave Sheely, and Dave Sheely is a character. He is the self-proclaimed Jane Goodall of skunks, and he also is the self-proclaimed leading expert on skunk apes. He likes to self-proclaim a lot. He's pretty proud of himself. Sure does. So, this guy had an experience as a child, and he's just basically devoted his whole life to proving its existence, and he's appeared in Smithsonian Magazine and Finding Bigfoot, and I think there were others, but I couldn't find my notes for what other shows he's appeared on. Seems like the Smithsonian does quite a bit. The Smithsonian did quite a bit on this, actually. Is that your rewind button? That <laughs> 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 makes me think of another episode of Scrubs where he has the rewind switch. You don't know. You don't watch that I've, show. I've, I used to watch it. I fucking forever. loved that show. I watched it religiously, man. Even if I just watched a show, I couldn't quote anything from it. I'm not that kind of person. Mm-hmm. Too bad. So sad. For you, apparently. Yeah, because you never are served funny. me wrong. But I guess for you, you. Well, no, see, you can't relate when I'm trying to tell you a joke. You don't get it. Your jokes aren't funny anyway, so it doesn't even matter being relatable. <laughs> Shut up. See, that was a funny joke. Can you laugh at it? <laughs> I'm funny. The joke I told Warner earlier was hysterical, and then he what the one that made him cry? cry. Yeah. <laughs> so my son was having us draw pictures of him on his dry erase board with these black. With it's with a black marker. So I draw a picture of him, and it's not bad for a dry erase marker. <laughs> yeah, but he was angry too because it was just his face and yeah. his hand. And then. Uh, Joel decides to draw a picture of him. He didn't think that was good enough because it was stick figure. Fi- oh my stick god! Stick figure. Moving on. And then Joel erases the stick figure and decides to draw the world's ugliest picture of me. It was so bad I look like a dude. <laughs> and Warner I goes hard on that one. My son goes, "Why is Joel making you look better than me?" And I said, "Ah, oh, sweetie, that's not hard. I do look better than you." <laughs> He not get sarcasm, so he bolted out of the room right. crying his eyes out. 
That's so rude. You're That's so rude. rude. I said, kiddo, I'm joking. He just ran out crying. Yeah, here he, he did was. Not like it. Earlier in the day, you old smelly butt face. You look I know, ugly. He calls butt, butt face. All yeah. the time. You all little right, butt kid. face, go away. Brush your tongue. It stinks. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. You smell bad sometimes. Right. <laughs> so Dave Sheely, who runs the official skunk egg. Ape headquarters. I cannot say skunk, skunk ape. ape. I want to say st- skunk ache every time. What does skunk ache mean? The skunks give you pain, man. It hurts. You smell it. Damn. Anyway, Damn. he had a, a film that's pretty famous from the early from 2000, which he claims to have caught the skunk ape going for a stroll, and it's. Definitely in a distance. I watched that video too, and really? again, he huh? Caught him on video, or yeah, caught, caught him on video. He caught okay. the video, and it's a like a two and a half minute, three minute video mm-hmm. of this thing just going for a stroll. Sorry, <laughs> dude. <laughs> right. Go ahead. But it's way out there in the distance, so it's again, it's really hard to see. You can't get any idea of the actual height of this thing, and if you know somebody who's over six feet tall like you're over six feet tall already and then you put a tall mask on top of it or something you like my curls that are coming out right now (laughs) i thought you were taking it down tomorrow why are you taking it down now i'm letting it dry out it's gonna be pretty it's so unusual yeah it is i know i love my wave you know when you pull on it that's getting cut (laughs) but yeah so you couldn't really see the video. You were saying I, yeah to my question? No, shut up. Couldn't see the video. Couldn't really tell. It's hard to say. It could have just as easily been an, a person. And it's been discounted a lot. And I can see why. It's, they're never clear. Right. And people have face-to-face run-ins with these things. We get videos of UFOs that are clearer than anything we get of Sasquatch, which disappoints me. Even but, as a UFO lover. But to be granted, or to be fair, if you're, I mean, even within like 50 to 100 feet of a Sasquatch, you probably get a bit different of a feeling than you do with a UFO. I feel like with a, with a UFO, it, you know, you're fucked either way. With a, with a Sasquatch, like if you're just quiet, you don't move or you don't do anything, like you might have a chance. Okay. What's that have to do with it being at a distance though? People have their no, cameras out No, I'm not saying about being time. in the distance. Right? Where people have dash cam video all the time. That's how a lot of freaking UFO stuff's caught anymore. Why do we never catch a Sasquatch that way? It's always in the woods. No, people they say don't... they cross in front of cars or they're going obviously through um, suburban areas. It's not Are always you driving your car in your backyard? It doesn't have to be through a backyard. It could run through somebody's front yard for all we care. Apparently, they're smart, though. Are they? They smart, though. Smarter than you. Oh, you're so fucking funny. I know. I'm Thanks for finally admitting it. I'm so funny. That's my story. That's my Sasquatch. The skunk ape. So we never said our thing. We never said our thing. Yeah, our, our line, our you, opening line. you were the first one to go. You were pushing me along. Oh, bull fucking pucky. You were just in such a hurry bull to get into the story because you want to back rub later. 
So we've had you our drink. Give me a We're very clearly fucking drunk. You are clearly drunk. Why? Let's Just talk I about over my words. Shush. Let's talk about the day. Or the squatch. Or the squatch. The squatch in this case. Well, let's focus on the squatch today. Yeah. What is your squatch today? So I'm going to hold on to my specific squatch for a while. Ooh, you keeping it a mystery? Mm-hmm. So I wanted to give you... Is that how you really feel, though? Sarah McLaughlin, man. Everybody needs a little Sarah McLaughlin. No, we don't need Sarah McLaughlin. This is not Beautiful. time for tears. It's not tears. Okay, yeah, that's all right. tears. We don't need tears. That okay? was a beautiful song. I love that Especially song. when they put pictures of There's a good puppy. Sad puppies and they're all shaking. And all right, they're looking stop, at stop, you. stop. We don't want to hear it. So I'm going to start today off. Do you want a break first? You have to go pee? That's probably a good idea. Let's take a quick pee break. All right, you ready for this? I'm ready. I'm back start back from our drinking break. Drinking break. And pee break. So you had a squatch that you're going to keep a secret. I would like to. Keep it a mystery. We're yeah. building it a mystery. You don't like Sarah well, McLaughlin because really it makes you cry. I think it makes everybody cry. I think that's where we left off. So, I wanted to give you some history of Bigfoot first. So, as you know, Bigfoot, he's seen all over the world. He or she, I guess I should say, because there needs to be a she, right? To make more he's, yeah. Right. Um. So, he's often... It is often given different names and symbolic meanings in different places and cultures. Um, they're most commonly seen and attributed to, like, you know, Northwestern America, I found. North America in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so the common name Sasquatch originates from a, I'm going to botch all of these, from a Salish tribe. Salish tribe of northwest british columbia um it is the word sasquits meaning hairy man <laughs> Sorry. there's another one uh another form is sesquack sesquack you were definitely butchering that yeah hang on there's a cat that's attacking my ass get off my robe little, he's his daddy's son ties dangle and he's attacking mm-hmm. it and he's basically scratching the fuck out of my ass cheeks right now. That's not nice of him. No, it's not. Anyway, continue. So sesquack, which translates from the Hakomelum language of the Salus Indians, which means wild man. Hmm. There is the Algonquin of North Central America, this is another Native American tribe, and refers to it as the Wetiko or Wendigo. Wendigo. Wendigo? Wendigos? That can't be Bigfoot. That's a totally different creature. No. No. The Ojibwa <laughs> of the Northern Plains believe that the Rugaru. Rugaru. Stop. This is my story. <laughs> Appeared in times of danger. And there are many alth- many others um, that agree that the creature appears as a warning to tell one to, ta- to change its ways. 
And so the idea of this human ape being um, is often seen in Native American folklore across all of North America and even across the world. In a lot of Native cultures, Bigfoot was seen as a being that existed between the space of human and animal. Animal? Animal? <laughs> animal and... <laughs> between the space of animal and human consciousness. So there's the ones that think it's it shows up when it's kind of to give you a message. And there's other ones who think it's a guide or a teacher or an extension of oneself. Huh. And it, it'll only make an, an appearance when delivering a message to the sightseer. Well, that would kind of make sense with nobody being able to capture it really fully up close on film or if it's something that's only appearing to you really, it doesn't want others to see it. It's right. for you. It's, it's a for message you. for you and only you. Yep. So, um, settlers had started to report the hairy beast uh, during the late 1800s. They would occasionally find footprints. You think like, why wouldn't they go to investigate? Because it's a fucking Bigfoot. Why would you go investigate it? There's this eight foot, nine foot, hairy hunk of muscle in front of you. Like, why would you? You wouldn't want to figure it out? see what it is. You don't think you'd want to go figure it out? I wouldn't walk towards it. Would you? Well, I'm five feet tall, and that thing could sit on me and kill me. So probably not. All right. Personally. The average height back in the 1800s is probably about five foot. No, it wasn't. The average height in the Egyptian. All right, five two, my bad. Times. (laughs) So since then, at least in the United States, there have been many, many reported sightings, and they often include the findings of footprints. And, of course, there's the accompanying grainy videos that you talked about. Descriptions of the Bigfoot range from a large standing ape to a overly hairy human, often seen standing over eight feet tall and powerfully built. I think most of us would kind of have, you know, when somebody says Bigfoot or Sasquatch or something, we all kind of picture the same thing. Just this gigantic beast of a thing. So there were uh, there are many organizations that were founded with the sole purpose of investigating the existence of Sasquatch. Many of them, which I'll get into later, had teams of scientists, you know, PhD scientists, doctorate level mm-hmm. scientists. Yeah, not surprising. Right. So Bigfoot, the name, uh, was largely adopted in the late 1950s by the media after a man had found large footprints in the mud by Bluff Creek in Northern California. Prints were found to be a hoax in the early 2000s, but the term stuck and people ran with a belief and drive to find this almighty being. So in my uh, digging online, my research, I guess, there is a map, a few maps on arcgis.com. You said you had some experience with that? Yeah, I used that in my mapping class. And they highlighted the reported sightings by their frequency and class. So class A are clear and misinterpretations or clear oh yeah, sorry. Class A are clear and misinterpretations can be ruled out with greater accuracy. Class B sightings are potential sightings where misinterpretations are possible. 
uh, sightings in poor light or far from from far distances, but they're still con considered to be of equal importance to Class A. And then there's Class C, um, which is any sighting reported by a secondhand source or from a source that is untraceable. Wait, can you repeat what Class A was? They're clear and misinterpretations can be ruled out with greater accuracy. Oh, misinterpretations can be ruled out. Okay, for some reason my brain picked up on misinterpretations and I was going, class A is the misinterpreted stuff? Yeah. Never mind. No. Carry on. So, um, a little bit contraire to what you had found. Contraire? Yes. The highest frequency of these class A are the most reliable sightings occurred around central Washington, uh, central Florida. So those were two of the same ones that you found. Mm -hmm. But the other one was southern Ohio. Really? Really Ohio? Yeah, southern to central Ohio. Yep. I grew up in Ohio. I definitely never saw a Sasquatch. That would have been awesome. That would have been pretty cool. I'd like to see one from a distance. I'm surprised by that. Is it around like... You said southern and central, so is it around the mountains? Like south of because, Columbus. Well, they don't really have mountains, but like the tail ends of the Appalachian kind of touches right. Ohio. Yeah, I grew up around Columbus. I didn't hear about that. Yeah. That makes me sad. I kind of wish I did. That was at least from this source. I'm not saying it's wrong. There were plenty of farms and small towns and lots of rolling hills and forests there and marshes especially, so... So, uh, I mean, a majority, if not all, of Americans have heard of the Bigfoot. Most people are very skeptic, skeptical of its existence, and often it's a very different view than what these Native American tribes before us had had. Uh, most Squatch investigators venture to the forests, swamps, or other areas where Bigfoot, Bigfoot is often reported. And I'm sure we've all seen the TV shows surrounding the hunt for the elusive beast. Yeah, what was it? It was Finding Bigfoot. Was that really hit TV <laughs> one show? The, yeah, one of the popular yeah. ones. And there's video games about it and everything. Yeah. Um, Harry and the Hendersons. It's a, that was you such know. a good movie. Um, <laughs> I fucking loved that movie. So it's really up. become a, quite a part of American culture. Right. And of course, they often have, uh, they often set out with, at least in TV shows, with an arsenal of the, you know, the highest tech equipment mm -hmm. infrared cameras drones all these different things you know like ultrasonic sensors and shit and of course they never return many results maybe it's because these almighty beings don't have anything to tell them can i say something no as a biologist <laughs> you said it anyways <laughs> go ahead <laughs> i'm gonna stick this in there okay so there's the potential that these are small populations of creatures, that they just maintain small populations across large areas, which would make them harder to find than something that has a large population. Obviously, you're more likely to run into it. And they know that they run into this with all kinds of other creatures that have very, very small populations, so your chances of hitting on this tiny itty bitty little bullseye in all this space, all this area of land that they might occupy that could potentially support their life. They just don't live there. And I actually have a tidbit about that a little bit later. Oh, well, then Once good. you decided to butt in. Because 
See, sometimes I'm smarty smart. Yeah, sometimes. There actually sometimes. was. I think it was a. It was another thing on the ArcGIS website. It looked like a. Um, it looked like a project of something. I don't know if it was a school project or something. Um, I didn't look to see who published it, but they were doing analysis on um, habitable areas for Bigfoot in Washington State. So they were using different things like the water um, because, I mean, on most sites they say Bigfoot's going to need water, of course. Well, yeah. And um, like deer would most likely be their their animal of prey. Um, If they are carnivores or omnivores there's the potential that they are herbivores ancient great apes had big flat teeth molars for grinding they were more likely herbivores primarily mm-hmm. so they had um, they went to it like it was a pretty in-depth report on where this thing would be able to to live and it was a fairly small area it was it was spread out a little bit, but they were still very small areas. That uh, I don't think a chunk of land where it was habitable was any larger than five square kilometers. That has a lot to do with assumptions, though. I mean, that's a model. It's assumptions. It's right. Based on your best guesstimate of this creature that you really don't have any solid evidence even exists. Yeah, but still. Um. So. There is the Bigfoot Field Researcher, Researchers Organization, or the BFRO. Bufra. 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 Uh, which was founded in 1995, and they are a collection of scientists and specialists from across the globe. Some members claim to not be believers, actually, but rather skeptics with curiosity to discover what is really causing an abundance of these sightings. That's understandable. Um, today, they are the largest organization of its kind and is considered the foremost expe- experts on Bigfoot cryptozoology. Most sightings get added into the BFRO database. and Anyone who thinks they have seen or have concrete evidence can report these findings. It's like MUFON. The Mutual UFO Network. Oh, yeah. We Remember? talked about that. Yeah. yeah. But for Bigfoot. Bigfoot. It's the... Bafro. 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 Uh, most scientists and skeptics only consider things like poop or footprints or hair, you know, tissue samples, as hard evidence. And in some cases, these things have been found near the sightings. And there was one that said, I don't know if it's really uh, reliable, but it said that uh, I believe it was a hair sample was ran through DNA analysis and just came back to belong to an unknown primate. Hmm. So, um, many people's claim to why Bigfoot doesn't exist is because there has never been a body found. The BFRO's official explanation is, and this comes from their website, um, the presence or absence of physical remains is a wholly different matter. Physical remains means body parts or fossils of body parts. Though mammals may leave tracks, scat, in hair behind, they do not leave body parts behind very often. Body parts of mammals are only available when they die. Thus, availability of physical remains is initially determined by population size and lifespan. A rare species with a long lifespan will leave very little physical remains. 
collectively for humans to find. The probability of humans actually finding and collecting and identifying those remains before they are completely reabsorbed into the biomass complicates the physical remains as evidence equation dramatically. So it goes back to what you're mm-hmm. saying. If you have a small population and it's often kind of seen you know, like these things are really long living, mm-hmm. that that would make sense. Especially if they're very isolated creatures, if they if they stick to one space, if if they've evolved, I guess, to to stay or learn to stay in their little area and not really venture far from there, because I mean it means survival. Then well, and and you know that in science, just because you haven't lack of evidence doesn't mean that it isn't there. It just means you don't have you don't have anything that supports your theory at this point uh-huh. solidly supports it but it doesn't mean that it isn't there it just means you don't have that evidence mm-hmm. right. and I don't know if you know this this is something I picked up on years ago from reading I think it was Scientific American because I love that magazine um, there used to be Way, 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 way back. A few more ways. Hundreds of thousands of years ago, probably. Tens of thousands of years ago. Great apes, these giant great apes that lived in Asia. And they were massive creatures that probably would have been about the size of Sasquatch or Yeti or whatever, right? And that's where they came up with the idea of, because they have the molars, they have the teeth of these creatures. So they can get an idea of how big this creature would have been. They know that they existed. So who's to say that they fully went extinct? We said the same thing about the coelacanth, and then sure enough, here it comes. It's still alive. It's a living fossil. There's, it's just a small population and in such a hard-to-reach area that we didn't realize it was still there. Right. Probably hundreds, if not thousands, of species that we still have yet to discover. Oh, gosh, yes. And there are new ones that are evolving all the time. Mm-hmm. So the most well-known sighting is the Patterson-Gimlin film. This was in 1967. Is that the classic Bigfoot film? Yeah. There's been some Trump memes, too. <laughs> Have there? Yeah. He was, like, walking up. I, th- oh, I think he, he was does walking off, the, yeah. up off the, the lawn after the I could see that. Um, Marine One helicopter landed. It's like a side-by-side comparison. He does that hunch with the arm swing. Yeah. Um, so there was a re- an explosion in reports and sightings. Uh, and this gave Roger Patterson and Robert Gimlin the idea to go to the Six Rivers National Forest to try and catch Bigfoot for themselves. So they came out with this video pretty quickly um like they they caught this thing almost you know first shot well that's pretty damn lucky right and a website i was looking at and i'm happy that i was looking on quite a few other ones too the first one said that there it hadn't been proven as a hoax uh but there's another that said in 2004 bob heron something confessed that he posed as a sasquatch in the film and there was a um, costume maker that had also said that she made or she sold a sasquatch 
costume or a large ape costume mm-hmm. to to one of the guys. Well, kind of doesn't it also look like uh kind of a what's it called a ghillie suit? Isn't Not that what they use? really? In the video, it doesn't really look like a ghillie suit. No. Oh, see, I thought people said it looked like a ghillie suit. It's been a long time since I've seen that video, so I really don't remember. Yeah. I've seen it. It's just been a while. Right. Um, so that has been debunked. And I'm pretty sure that was even on Mythbusters. When I was reading this, I don't know why, but Mythbusters popped up into my head. Mythbusters did pretty much everything. It really wouldn't be surprising. Yeah. I think they did something with motion tracking and stuff, too. But... Adam was kind of a kook. He would have been right. right. I think this would have been in his wheelhouse. Right. <laughs> Um, so the Washington State Department of Transportation had also tweeted um, photos from their roadside cameras of reported Sasquatch sightings. And it was two, two reportings within a week. And I think the two locations were within like a 10-mile radius of each other. Um, they are pretty close by. But the, the, the one was a video and then the other one was a series of three photos. That they posted on Twitter. The video kind of looked like a Sasquatch. But there's a lot of people saying like, oh, it just looks like a, a guy walking. And You whatever. watched it? I did. It was on Twitter. And the photos, like it, it almost clearly looked like there was a guy wearing a backpack walking up this mountain. Oh, yeah. So I think it was really just a kind of a PR stunt for them. I mean, it might be. Who knows? But to me, it looked like it was Just staged. the dude walking along. Yeah. Yeah. Either Maybe staged not staged, or they it just, was just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this is where we get into the good stuff. This is kind of, you know, another form of Sasquatch, similar to what you were talking about. Not similar, but whatever. The Bat Squatch. What? Bat Squatch? No. I've never heard of this. Bat Squatch. So in the state of Washington... I'm sticking to Washington here. Um, not very distant from Portland and Seattle is a towering volcano, Mount St. Helens. That's the one that blew back in the 80s, ain't in it? In March of 1980, the area was struck with disaster when the volcano erupted, spewing destruction, destroying forests and buildings over an area covering 230 square miles. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was that bad. Yeah. I knew it was a big deal. I just didn't realize it was that bad. Nearly one and a half... Metric tons of sulfur dioxide was sent hurling into the air along with mountains of ash. It is the largest volcanic eruption to have been recorded in U.S. history. 57 people passed away and thousands of animals were killed. And, of course, many homes and just other infrastructure was obliterated. But arguably, one of the scariest things that was unleashed from this was that the aftermath of the eruption brought forth something that scientists couldn't explain. The birth of the bat squatch. I'm sorry. It's the name. It's, uh, I'm picturing this giant sasquatch with a ridiculous bat like, wing. Bat wing, and yeah. it, it, its arm span would not be enough to support it, unless it was like a flying squirrel or something, where it just leapt out of trees. But could you imagine a seven foot thing climbing up trees and going for I a could. jump? I could imagine it. So people began claiming to have seen a a humanoid creature with an ape-like body, glowing eyes, and bat-like wings lurking in the remote areas of the havoc that the eruption caused. Wait, so it sprouted wings out of its back? Just wait. Well, I'm I'm 
I'm asking for an explanation, some clarification. It didn't just sprout wings out of a back. Well, you said it had This creature started appearing wings. after the eruption. Right, with bat-like wings. Correct. Out of its back? Yes. It didn't just or it doesn't just like sprout wings. Or were they like on the arms? No, it's out of its back. Okay, because bats, their arms, their arms are their wings. Right, which is why so. it says bat-like wings. Okay, so that's why I'm asking. Listen. So it was, it uh, is described as sinister, and it emanates an intense feeling of dread. Well, yeah, you see this big ass bitch with wings. Of course, you're gonna be scared. Right, scared of it. It's not like you're gonna go. Oh, that thing looks so it's cuddly so and sweet. And then Sarah McLaughlin comes in with the eyes. Right. The Squatch. There's your angel right there. Put the yeah. halo on it. So it is. Um, <laughs> you made me lose my face. Some people said it had killed livestock and pets. And these these reports had started from the 1980s, but weren't really ever taken very seriously. In 1994, there was an encounter that had caused real interest in the creature, and it also showed that the creature was. Uh, it had spread it spread its wings. <laughs> far beyond the burned tree lines of Mount St. Helen. So this is from, um, found this from mysteriousuniverse.org. In April of 1994, a young man named Brian Canfield was driving along a remote stretch of road to dark wilderness on his way to the, to the isolated Camp 1, located in Mount Rainier Fort, foothills near Lake Titicaca. No, not Titty Kaka. It's just a fun lake name. It is a fun lake, lake name. It was Cap Capowson. 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 <laughs> when his vehicle hits you in the face. Right. When his vehicle abruptly abruptly and unexpectedly stopped in its tracks. Considering that the pickup truck was perf was in perfect working condition and that he had not stepped on the brakes, the confused can Canfield was at a loss as to why this should be and several attempts to restart, restart the truck failed. It seemed as if he was stuck there on a secluded road in the middle of nowhere, with only the beams of his headlights holding back the encroaching dark. He did not have much time to really think about it, as he soon saw something come gliding into the light from the headlights, which he at first took to be a large bird, but which would prove to be anything but. As it loomed into view, Canfield could see that it was an absolutely massive winged, humanoid ape-like creature estimated as being nine feet tall ew that makes me think of when remember when you did the chupacabra mm -hmm. and it was this big huge thing that landed in front of a car what is it with these winged creatures and cars you think they, they like want to make a fucking statement man like bugs no they but just want to just... be like bitch i'm here i'm gonna make you literally stop in your tracks mm-mm-mm as it drew closer he could discern did you say as a jew you don't know what it practices? As it Jew closer. I'm half Jewish. I find that offensive. I'm full Jewish. No, you're just full, full, I'm a nice full Jewish Jew boy. bro. That's what you are. As it drew closer. Drew closer. <laughs> he could discern bluish, bluish tinged fur. A muzzled bat-like face with sharp teeth with sharp teeth and glowing eyes and taloned feet that looked like those of some bird of prey 
The bizarre beast made its way to the small nearby field just off the road to settle to the earth in a way that the witness noted seemed like an aircraft coming in for a landing. And Canfield would say of what happened next. It was standing there staring at me like it was resting, like it didn't know what to think. I was scared. It raised the hair on me. I didn't feel threatened. I just felt out of place. It's looking right at me like in a deep stare, like right through me standing perfectly still it stood for how long a few minutes several minutes then its fingers twitched and its wings began to fold those wings were as wide as the road it turned its head and looked back at me and started flapping its wings a few minutes later the truck just started i took off as fast as i could so it has a large wingspan but how does it affect a vehicle (laughs) Okay, you're a creature, you have a big wingspan, but how do you make an engine just miraculously stop? Well, who's not to say that this thing doesn't have some other... Superpowers? Superpowers. Ability. Does it just give off, like, an EMP, or is it like, mm-hmm. you know when UFOs come in, people's engines will shut off, their cars will just stop, mm-hmm. and they lose time and all that? It's kind of like me. <gasps> Are Bigfoots actually extraterrestrials? Mm-hmm. Were they actually extraterrestrials and maybe they've been stranded here and then now the UFOs are trying to find them and they don't know how? <gasps> but the government's like taking everybody over. All the aliens. What if they are? I mean, that would make sense. We just figured something out. We did. So the media took off with this and they uh, brought it largely into the public they mind. Take off on flight. <laughs> <laughs> this is where um, it was dubbed the Bat Squatch. Uh, there was a report from 1998 where a witness claimed she, uh, to see a logging truck get stuck and sent off a cliffside. Um, but it was so theatrical in the way she described it. Like she said that there was, uh, she wasn't going to put her email in in the the report because she was worried she was being followed and everything so don't you think somebody else would have reported the logging truck going off a cliff besides what? just some witness you said she witnessed a logging truck going off a cliff right right well she was the only witness yes yeah, somebody else is gonna happening. freaking know well no and like there was there's more to the story about like i'm impatient tell me now well i didn't put it in here because it, well, it then, didn't hold you know, any validity it just seemed more like a, a story just a tale She'd said something along the lines of, like, she went to go see if the driver was okay or something. Like, the, the truck just got stopped in its tracks and got thrown off the, the road. And then there was something sitting in the middle of the road. It was a tall black beast. And uh, it was unscathed and everything. And then it just ran off. Whatever. So, it just, it was stupid. So, I didn't put it in here. I just want to put it in there because there's a lot of tall tales. Mm-hmm. But there's also some things that, it's, you know, seem like they could be legitimate. There was a span of two weeks where in Texas in the late 70s, there were similar reports that were told. So this was before the eruption of Mount St. Helen. Mm-hmm. Uh, brothers David and John Doubt were driving down a road in Rio Grande Valley when a winged humanoid creature with a head resembling that of a wolf had landed in front of them. It was 8 to 10 feet tall and it forced them to slam on their brakes. As they tried to put it in reverse and book it out of there, the thing leapt at them, only to fly up and over their car. 
Wait, is that the same one as the Chupacabra? Hmm. You sure? This is Brothers. The one with the Chupacabra was on the military military road. Yeah. And it was one guy. He was a cop. Oh, it was only one guy? Okay. It just sounds really, really similar. Yeah. The Chupacabra story. So there were 10 people in total from this little town um, who had had made claims that they experienced it an encounter with this with this creature and two of them being police officers so there's some speculations about where the bat squads came from mm-hmm. um, one of them being that is it it is an undiscovered creature that was forced out of its habitat uh, when the volcano exploded so I don't know if that means like maybe it Did lived it in the volcano or something um, another one that it is a supernatural or there's a supernatural birthing essentially behind its existence into our world. So like a demon coming from the depths of hell or something. Nah. You don't think so? Nah. You don't know? I'm not a big believer in demons personally. Yes, you are. Another one, personally my favorite, although I don't think it is very um, plausible, was that the eruption was powerful enough to rip a hole in the fabric of space and that this beast had slipped through into our world. That's an interesting Doesn't that one. just sound cool? Yeah. I could definitely I don't believe board. in demons, but I believe in other dimensions, so. Yeah. Well, I can't say I don't believe in demons. I haven't seen anything that would make me think that demons exist personally. You just deal with polite ghosts. Yeah. No, I've dealt with some dickheads. Some scary motherfuckers. With no zozos. No zozos. Don't say it. We won't say his name again. What was his name? Don't. I'm not fucking with you, dude. I will pour this all over your laptop. Beetlejuice? So that was just a little bit into the uh, the history of the Bat Squatch. Interesting. I like that. The Bat Squatch. I've never heard of that. That is definitely something really new to me. Right. And of course, weird. I was I thinking what you were thinking too. Like, how could something that's eight foot tall and you know probably eight hundred pounds be lifted by some bat wings? But a lot of the reports were that. I mean, the one said his wingspan was as large as the road mm. was wide. Another one said it was like fifty feet wide. I mean, Emmett is determined to be on the table right yeah, now. Right. Don't climb on my laptop, cat. So that's your that's your squatch. That's my squatch. This is the bat squatch. We have a skunk squatch and a bat squatch. Pretty well diverse, eh? Animal squatches. Animal squatches. Animal, not anal. Get off my computer, baby. I did. Now he's gonna climb on your computer. He just wants to be a part of this. No, but this is trouble. Give him some love. So I have a listener story for you tonight. This story is, it comes from Jay, and he says, Many years ago, I worked at a hotel in Cleveland, Ohio, that was owned by the Christian scientist. I actually grew up as a Christian scientist. Mm-hmm. A lot of my family is that. It's like half Jews, half Christian scientists. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Very different. I worked the midnight shift from 11 p.m. until 8 a.m. Part of my job was to do security rounds. I was warned by several of the other employees about strange things that happened in the hotel. 
weird noises, the feeling of being watched. There are even stories of strange apparitions appearing in the hallways near the ballroom at the top of the hotel. Many of the long-term residents had passed away within the hotel. A few had passed away while I worked there. One of the more interesting stories was when a coworker told me what happened to her while she was walking security rounds. That night, many guests were calling the front desk to complain about the noise coming from, from a party in the ballroom. She told me, however, that night there was no party in the, scheduled in the ballroom. She told me, however, that night there was no party scheduled in the ballroom and decided to take the elevator up to investigate. So there's no reason for people to be up there. As the elevator neared the ballroom floor, she could hear music playing and it got louder and louder as she approached. She even heard people talking. The noise, however, stopped as soon as the elevator doors opened and she was looking at a ballroom that was dark and empty. That makes me think of the Cincinnati Music Hall. How they'd get on the elevator and they'd hear music, but the second they'd get off, they wouldn't. Mm-hmm. He's going to knock something over, that weird cat. Emmett! He's elegant with his touch. Not quite like Otto knocking shit off the counters. Otto gets up there and he's very me. He's just like, food! Yeah. <laughs> Knock shit everywhere. Yeah, Emmett is very graceful. Graceful. <laughs> Jinx. Otto's a klutz. Right. Emmett's not, he's just curious as to what's up there. He's not trying to eat everything. All right, go ahead. Ballroom was empty. Yep. Though I enjoyed this story, I never was fully convinced what happened as I was a newer employee at the time and figured that they were just telling me stories to frighten me. That changed one night as I was beginning to start my shift. My shift always began with me organizing the reservations, files, and paperwork for the evening. My desk looked away from the lobby, so I usually couldn't see what was going on while I was filing my paperwork, so what's going on behind his back. I would have to pay attention to the sound of anybody coming in and out of the lobby as we would lock the doors at 11 p.m. I would have to warn anyone exiting the hotel that they would be automatically locked out. So I didn't think anything unusual when I heard a set of footsteps walking across the lobby floor heading for the door. I didn't see anyone, however, as there were several pillars in the lobby which I thought were obscuring my view. I continued watching the lobby but could not find anyone walking through, though I continued to hear the footsteps. So I continued to look for the source of the footsteps, that is, until the bar on the lobby door depressed by itself and the heavy wooden glass door opened on its own. A couple more footfalls and the door closed and locked behind whoever had exited. So he's looking at this door. The thing opens opens on its own. Yep. And he hears the footsteps. I've heard several. Funky shit, dude. Right? Yeah. You would have to at that moment. Yeah, I'm not putting in a two weeks notice. (laughs) He will not see me again. I don't know. I mean, it's footsteps, but that has to. Is it the invisible man? Is it a ghost? What is it? I'm not sticking around to find out. Is it Harry Potter and his invisible cloak? I don't give a fuck who it is. What if it is Harry Potter? I don't care. He can do his little Harry Potter bullshit, but he ain't gonna do it in front of me again. I don't wanna know. I'd have questions about Hogwarts and magic and everything wizarding. I'm sure you would, but what if it's not? Then you aren't gonna be able to ask any questions, so it's better to not. You don't know. It might not be. It could be Casper. It could be a friendly ghost. (sighs) Whatever, man. Go ahead, do you. I ain't gonna stop you. But I ain't sticking by you. He closes it out by saying, I've heard several possible explanations as to what happened, but nothing explained what I simply saw. And that was it. So he's, he heard those footsteps. 
He saw the door open, heard the footsteps walk away. That would be really weird. Yeah. How do you explain something like that? And who do you tell? You're going to tell somebody and they're going to go, uh-huh, sure, okay. Right, take it as a joke. I'm sure that's what most, most people do. So unless you really experience something that, like that for yourself, it goes against all logic. And you're like, no, you're just ridiculous. The silly thing is I think probably most people have experienced something at some point in their life where they're going, this is not something I can really explain. I'm seeing or hearing something that doesn't make any sense based on what I understand of this world. Most people, not everybody, but right. still. I mean, so you would think that there are other people who would go, okay, I can relate to that. I've seen or heard something, but people just, even those who have experienced it, don't, don't want, want to believe. believe. It. Right. Yep. Jinx. Yeah. Jinx you back, bitch. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that's thank it. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, Personally. Jay. Those are our Squatch stories. I think we have at least one announcement to make, right? Yes, we do. We do. Uh, so, due to the coronavirus, we've had, as many podcasts have, we've seen a big drop-off in our listeners currently. I anticipate that that's going to pick up once we get back into a regular routine for most of us. We're just a fairly new podcast, so we don't have that large of a listenership yet. So we are we have made the tough decision to postpone the giveaway because right now we feel like it's not getting out. The information about it isn't getting out to enough listeners to to really make it kind of a fair contest and get people interested and excited about it. So we're gonna postpone it for now. Thank you, Emmett. <laughs> but we will do this again in the near future, so keep your ears open for an upcoming podcast that tells about the giveaway once we get back to, hopefully, a more normal lifestyle here. Yeah. I'm guessing a bunch of our listeners must have been people who listen on the road. Yeah. yeah. But for those of you still listening right now, you can find us on social media at Drink Drunk Dead on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can also, and Twitter is where I tend to post the most, so you'll find out about the giveaway. Post the most. Post the most. You'll find about find out about giveaways, and I put stupid memes up and pictures of the kitties and stuff. Sometimes I post uh, recipes for the drinks. So check us out on those platforms. Platforms. Is that right? Social media platforms? Yeah. 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 You are correct, though. And you can also, if you want to have your story read on the show, it is drinkdrunkdeadpodcast at gmail.com. And we would love to hear your stories. Please send us some more. So far, we've only gotten a, it's been a, been a big old sausage fest. It's been a lot of dudes. So if there are any lovely ladies out there that have some experiences they'd like to share, I would love to hear from you. I feel like I'm kind of alone and outnumbered right now. You are. Yeah. <laughs> but you've got enough stories to keep it. I mean, I have my own stories, but still, I know there are plenty of ladies out there, and I know there are ladies that listen to us, so send us your stories, please. Please. You're going to have to auto-tune that bit, too. Please. Did I get it? I got all our social media? You got all our bases touched. Oh. Of course.
Well, thanks for tuning in. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed the squatch. And please join us as we raise a toast to, to our, our ghosts. ghosts.